Drink it in now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! <laughs> Drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid cast, we are back in the house. It is Oakry here on the line, and I've got Grifka on the other side. Grifka, what's going on? Hey, man, just getting ready. You know, uh, getting ready to hype for the season here. You know, OTAs are happening. Been reading stuff up on that, trying to catch as much as I can. You know, listening to, uh, you know, interviews. You know, see who's doing good at practice. So, you know, every day it gets closer to training camp, man. Getting a little little more excited. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We appreciate everybody out there who's been listening to the Kool-Aid cast and kind of been interacting with us. It's been fun to keep this thing going. Kind of just three guys, three fans talking football, and and we're hoping to bring some other folks on as we get going. So, like Grifka said, we've we've had some OTAs. They had some really good stuff on the Lions website with the coordinators, all these different interviews with uh, everybody from the linebacker, uh, running back coach, all the way up to – Jim Bob there on the offensive side uh, and the defensive coordinator. So um, real good stuff to check out. But today, Grifka, your favorite topic of all time, and that is the 2018 schedule. I know it came out a bit ago and we didn't get to it, but today we're going to dive deep into the schedule. We're going to take you guys through weeks one until the bye week. We're going to kind of just bring up each game, talk it through what we're thinking, what we think about their chances to win, lose, and then also um, the different challenges for each week. So Grifka, it's your favorite schedule. Favorite thing is the schedule. I'm looking at it right now, and I've got week one, the New York Jets, September 10th, Monday Night Football, 7-10 at Ford Field. Me and you will be there. What are you thinking? This game, really, I don't care who's the starting quarterback for the Jets. I don't care if they want to throw Darnold in there. I don't care if they trust McDown. I don't care if they want to try Teddy Bridgewater because maybe he can do a little more escape the pocket. This is the home opener on Monday night. The fans are going to be raucous. This game, I looked at it when I first saw it and we came through. I'm like, they should beat this team by 10. I mean, this game, this game should be a blowout by NFL standards. I mean, we're not looking like, you know, college score, you know, by, by like 35 or anything like that. But with – how good the Jets are compared to what the Lions are. I mean, I'm looking for at least a 10-point victory in this game. I mean, Jets got a pretty decent defense, don't get me wrong. And I know, like, the Lions have a new coach, but it's still the same It's still the same offense coordinator. And I know we've had the discussion before. We think maybe Caldwell, you know, maybe put the handcuffs on Jim Bob a little bit, trying to force him to do things. I don't know. I think that's not going to be the way with, um, with uh, the new regime. They're going to let um, the offense, you know, just, you know, if Stafford's like just chucking it all night, you know, that can do it against that defense, they're going to do it. They're going to get the matchups just to score points. And Detroit's defense, I, I realize it's going to be new, but still, I still feel like they're going to be able to shut down that Jets offense. I'm thinking at least a 10-point victory right here. Grifka, I thought you were going to say it, but you, you sort of tried to say it, but you also danced around it. What I'm thinking when I'm looking at this game on the schedule – is a tone setter, set the tone, come out first game under Matt Patricia. And you're talking 10 points. I know the NFL is a close league. I would love to lay the hammer down on the New York Jets. Nobody cares who their quarterback is. Nobody cares that they think they have this good defense the last couple of years. They're in our house on Monday night. 
I'm talking 14 or more. Come and beat these guys by two touchdowns and start the year off. Like you say, the building's going to be just absolutely on fire. And uh, I think it's definitely a a victory. And and I want a solid uh, win. I know they got to work through some things with the new coaches, but I think you just uh, not only try to lay the hammer down, but you let people know how the season's going to go right from the get go. No slow starts, no, uh, no, just trying to eke it out at the end. Um, the Jets are not a team you should have to do that against with their overall roster. So um, I'm with you. I'm going to chalk up a victory. I'm even going to turn the turn the volume up a little bit and say, give me a 14, maybe even a 21-point victory inside Ford Field, and let's head to uh, the West Coast here, uh, game two against San Francisco, riding high and uh, feeling good and see what we can do on a long road trip. What are you uh, thinking about San Fran? Well, historically, the Lions really don't travel that well to the West Coast. You know, I don't know what it is. Ever since I was a kid watching them, it seems like no matter who they played, how bad that team was on the West Coast, the Lions would go out there and lay an egg. And I realized, you know, they have Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, and everybody's loving this guy all of a sudden. Oh, he was 5-0 and down the stretch. And, you know, the teams, the teams he, he played, I mean, like he beat the Bears. I mean, that team was terrible. I mean, he beat the Texans. I mean, the game was in Houston, but they didn't have a quarterback and they were messing with their best defender. So I'm not, you know, chalking that one up to beat, you know, like any, you know, steel curtain team. I mean, let's see. They beat the ten- they beat the Titans at home. But once again, that was kind of like an Eastern team traveling West. And yeah, they beat the Jaguars. But that's another one of those East teams going West, you know, having a four o'clock start, you know, and, and the 49ers had some confidence and you know, Jacksonville scored some, you know, against San Francisco, but, you know, San Francisco just happened to score more and beat them. And the last game, oh, they beat the Rams. Yeah, the Rams were already clinched a playoff spot. They already clinched what they needed. They rested everybody. So that, you know, to me, that 5-0 and is kind of like, you know, it's kind of fool's gold to me. So but what Detroit needs to do, like you said, they kind of have to go out and, like, set the tone. Detroit last year, they seemed to play pretty decent on the road. And I believe that can carry over again to this year. I'm still not sold on, you know, the San Francisco defense. Yeah, they got Richard Sherman, and, you know, we t- you know he's, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. But still, I mean, I think Detroit has enough offensive weapons, and I think their defense will be good enough, you know, to go out there and win this game. Do, I mean, historically, would I think they would go out there and win it? No, I would probably chalk this up as a loss. But I'm still not sold on Garoppolo being like the next Tom Brady, you know. So, Maybe I'm playing with my heart here. I'm gonna chalk this one up as put this in the W column. They're gonna this one's gonna be a squeaker though. We're talking three points. Late late in the game, they go down and they win by three. Okay, so you got you got them two and zero. I like all the topics you hit on talking about the. Uh... You know, the, it's always a struggle kind of going on the West Coast. You know, everyone's real high on, on Jimmy G. Um, kind of like the playmakers that San Francisco has added in some areas, but also think they're still weak in some areas. Um, one thing that kind of jumps out to me is like this, um, you know, Kyle Shanahan for the uh, San Francisco. Like, I remember him being a terrible coordinator in a couple stops, and then he had a lot of success in Atlanta. And now everybody's written him back as this quarterback. I mean, I think he's good, and I think he has a plan for this team with some of the people he's brought in. But I don't think he's a world beater. Uh, I do like Jimmy G for the most part, but uh, some bumps in the road. Um, You know, the Lions, to me, I didn't really hit on it week one. We've talked about it before on the podcast. Like, I think something that's huge is, um, you know, can they kind of get both the running game and the – you know, just just that new mentality up front with their with their O line and their different 
that from day one. So I'd really like to see that against the Jets and then also um, go out to San Francisco. And, and maybe you do have to win a little bit more ugly or maybe you do have to grind one out, as you say. Um, but um, it's a tough one for me as far as win-loss. Win uh, I am going to chalk this one up as a, as a victory, though, too. Um, just like I say, kind of ride momentum. I think Patricia will be able to scheme it out enough in regards to both uh, overall game plan and help the defense um, be able to kind of give them enough to think about to kind of work through this victory. So I'm going to go 2-0 and as well, uh, leaving the Bay Area there and heading back home for a real big one. Week three, we're talking coming home to Detroit. Sunday night football, 8.20 p.m. against, guess who? The New England Patriots. Bill Belichick and company, we know who they have. We know what they've done. Grifka, week three, you've got them undefeated heading into this game. What, do you, what are you saying? To me, this is once it, this is a Mike Tyson punch to the face. I, I'm just going to chalk this one up as a loss. I mean, there's certain things that I, I feel why this is going to be a loss. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be another ra- raucous crowd, Sunday night game, prime time. But I don't know what it is. It just seems like Belichick's understudies never beat him. I don't know if he just he, he knows more than them or he knows kind of what their tendencies happen to be. But he's always he's always it seems like he's always able to out scheme them in those games. I mean, whenever he coached against Romeo Cronell, whenever he coached against Charlie Weiss, whenever he coached against Eric Mangini, it just seems like he always got the better of them, no matter what. I mean, so I don't want to say it. I, I, I would love if Detroit won this game to win to go three and zero in my book. For some odd reason, I just don't see it happening. I just it just it seems like historically, Belichick beats his understudies. So I'm gonna, I'm going to chalk this one up in the loss column. Okay, so uh, not unexpected. I, I thought you would go that route. Now myself, as you know me, uh, always trying to be both optimistic, but. But try to be realistic on our team. I'm looking at this game. Again, you're coming back 2-0. You're coming uh, home where we want to protect home. We want to win. Um, to me, I mean, the Patriots are great. They're, they're coming off a Super Bowl they should have won and uh, got a lot of uh, returning players, got some new pieces in different areas. Um, when is his time going to run out? You know, when is it gonna, enough going to be enough? Uh, me and you are both uh, big Michigan um, you know, we're always, uh, you know, kind of in our back pocket. This guy just has not slowed down one bit. He just keeps uh, every year when you think, man, maybe he'll be down a little bit this year. He just racks up another MVP or just elevates the numbers. So um, it, it's going to be tough. Um, hmm, man, I'm just kind of thinking on the actually going to go with you again and say, man, this is one of those heartbreakers where I think we're going to be up like a good amount heading in towards the end of the game and maybe fall just a bit short. I'm thinking a field goal. I'm thinking maybe a touchdown late that gets us. Um, but I think it might be one of those games that just kind of you lose it, but nobody expected you to win. You know, there's a lot of respect there because we don't get our doors blown and uh, we just kind of, it's a good pick up the pieces kind of game because you got to go on the road to Dallas next. So um I'm going to chalk it up as a loss, but almost like one of those good losses where you lose it, but you feel good about it. The NFL gets a good view of your team, respects you, and then you got to just come in this next week and and pick it up. So um, I'll lead right in and kick this next one off. We're heading down to Dallas 
Jerry Dome. Seems like we play there every year. I, I mean, it's just it's just crazy. But um, you know, one thing they've done recently is you know totally left the guys on the outside empty in Dallas. Their defense. I'm a little worried about their defense. Uh, they're pretty dang solid uh, at a lot of different spots there, uh, in my opinion, on the defensive side of the ball for the Cowboys. Um, it's indoors, which every time we have an indoor game, I love it because I feel like we can throw it around, do whatever we want to do on offense with no elements. Um, <clears throat> so we're two and one at this point on the road at Dallas. Um, I am actually going to put this as a loss as well. I think that um, Dak Prescott's actually going to be better without Dez and a few other people, and uh, and Zeke's just a hard guy to bottle up. So I'm going to chalk this up as a loss in Dallas. Leave us at two and two. Um, Grifka, where you at with this game? Now I was listening to your take on this, and there was a couple things I'm just like, oh man. You know, I, I don't know if I agree with you on that, but I'm going to give you a little backstory on this. Just this morning, I was just happened to watch a, a replay of was it NFL Total Access at Total Access on uh, the NFL Network, and was it uh, Sean O'Hare and some other guy? I can't remember one of the one of the guys hosting the show. We're talking about the Cowboys schedule, and this is one of those games where I always talk to you about how teams get more love than what they should, and. I think the Cowboys get way more love than what they should. I mean, they're, Sean Harris just like, we're going to go through the schedule. I think the Cowboys need 10 wins. And, you know, I'm just going to, you know, he, he has them splitting against all of his rivals, all the NFC East rivals. You know, he hasn't winning all the whole game, home games and, and losing all the uh, away games. And he goes, and we're just going to, like, put some W's here for the games that aren't even, you know, we really even need to talk about. And he just, first game, Lions, just instantaneous W. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And this, and this is what I'm talking about where I think the Cowboys get a lot more love. We could do a whole segment on this about how the Cowboys get so much love simply because they're the Cowboys. I mean, you're right. The Cowboys have a few good defenders. Their defensive backfield is terrible. And what, are the Lions, what can the Lions do that do well? They can pass the ball well. I mean, so their, their defensive backfield is terrible. Yeah. I, I, that's all there is to it. I mean, they have no defensive backfield. I mean, you might as well put four trash cans out there. Or, or for, you know, like those tackling w, those robot tackling dummies out there because they probably play just as well. No, I mean, they got a pretty decent defensive line and some, and some good linebackers. Okay, I'll live with that. But Detroit's going to score on these guys. Now I keep hearing, oh, the best offensive line in the game. You know, they're going to have, you know, you know, Elliott back and, you know, Dak Prescott, you know, and your take of him being a little better without Dez. They don't have any wide receivers. I mean, what, they got, what, Alan Hearns or something from Jacksonville? And what, Cole Beasley? I mean, Cole Beasley caught the ball all the time because all the defensive backs were on the good wide receivers. So what, he's going to be their best wide receivers now? Okay, that's like when Matt Millen brought in Azakeen. I mean, it's like, oh, he's just fast. You're right, but now he's the number one, and they're going to have the number one defensive back back on the guy. Okay, so Cole Beasley's going to be matched up against big play Slay. Yeah, good luck catching a ball there, Cole. Yeah, good luck. So, okay, they're going to hand the ball off to Zeke Elliott. Okay, good luck facing nine guys in the box. I don't care how good your offensive line is. It's one of those games where the Cowboys get way more love and because they're the Cowboys, you know, everybody falls in love with these guys. So, oh, they're, you know, they're going to be back again, back in the playoffs. They've lost too much. Now, do I think the Lions can go down there and win? Yes. Do I think they're going to get hosed on a call somehow because it's the Cowboys? Yes. 
and we lose some one of those heartbreakers where the next week after that game, me and you are on here, and I go on this tirade <laughs> where I'm pulling my hair out saying how the refs screwed the Lions again. <laughs> That's how I feel. You're right. I'm chalking it up as a loss, but it's one of those where I'm going to want to kick my TV in after the game because of it. <laughs> so, yeah, they're unfortunately at 2-2 two and two when it should be 3-1. and one. That's my take on it. All right, well, we're, we're going to head to the uh, back home for Green Bay here in a minute, but i got to take you to task on a couple things as you tried to take me to task. Now, right when you started that take, and and I could have written it for you, I could have said it for you, because the old Grifka bit is going into how the Lions never get any respect, the Lions always get hosed by these big teams, uh, the, you know, everyone roots for every all the, all the big markets, and nobody cares about the Lions. I've heard this a million times from you. And like truth, <laughs> truth, it's the truth. I feel like you can go back and definitely cite examples where we have had it been at the short end of the stick. But I'm also here to tell you, like, I don't have their depth chart in front of me as far as uh, the DVs you speak of. But I can tell you their linebackers are freaks. They've got Demarcus Lawrence, who's an absolute beast. And they got some good guys in the back end the, uh, at safety or the guy that went from safety and is heading over to corner. So, you know, I know they have been terrible at DB, but I think if we looked up their players and who they've acquired and, and where they're heading with that defense, I don't know that they're as bad or will be as bad as they have been. And then when you turn to the offensive side of the ball, like this might be a whole argument right here, but we had that talk way back where Calvin took his ball and went home and, and you were all upset and other people were all upset. And I was kind of like, hey, man, he makes way too much money. He, he didn't have the dog in him anymore, and he wasn't making plays like he used to. And what did Matt Stafford do? He got better. He didn't have to deal with the BS of the no practicing and the, you know, oh, you know, I, I, I should have had that ball type stuff from, from Calvin Johnson. And I was happy about it, and he has been better in my opinion. And that's what I see from Dak Prescott. He's not going to have to force the ball to Dez. He's not going to have to deal with all these personalities. And you're talking about Cole. You went on like a two-minute Cole Beasley uh, rant. Uh, Cole Beasley might not even make that roster. We're talking. We're talking Michael Gallup. We're talking Hearns. We're talking uh, some of these other revamped receivers that they got coming in. And they got like two or three other guys that I can't even think of that they've either drafted or that are young guns that are going to be running around the field, getting the ball from from Dak and all that stuff. So I'm not here to promote the Cowboys. I'm just here to tell you, like, you know, some of the things you said were kind of like. Cole Beasley was three years ago, bro. He's just going to be, if he is on the squad, he'll be like an underneath kind of a complimentary piece. He's not like their, their big weapon. You've got the running back and yeah, you've got that old line to worry about. And in my opinion, a better D with some nasty linebackers. So I'm not going to take the easy route as you did and say that all the refs are going to take us. I'm going to say that's going to be a dang hard road football game. And I think that, uh, you know, for some reason, we're just going to not win it or come up short, but um, you know, it's winnable. There's no doubt. But um, so that's my retort to uh, what you said. Would you like uh, another volley, sir? Or can we move on? We can do, we can do a, a different show on this if, if you want to, which I'm completely fine with, but um, the Cowboys aren't that good. Okay. Hands up. They're not that good. They just get a lot more love than, than what, uh, than, than what they deserve most of the time. Simply because they are the Cowboys. What, what are we going to do another show on? Your absolute like conspiracy theories for the past decade on why the Lions can't win the big games? We're going to do one on that. Like, are you going to draw those up for me? 
Don't tell me you're one of those good teams overcome guys. Good teams overcome the bad calls. Good teams overcome this. Good teams don't, don't do this. No, whatever. I, I'm man. just I'm just whatever. tired of the Griffka texting excuses when anytime they're playing a decently pr- prominent team, the minute one thing goes wrong, I get the Griffka text. Oh, see the Giants. They just love the Giants. It's like no, uh, we just didn't make the play. Oh, oh wait, hold on. They don't play the Giants this year, so you can't. You don't have to listen to my tirade about how great the Giants' offense is going to be because oh, they got Saquon Barkley, the second coming of you know, you know, Duke Elliott. Oh, and Odell, Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. is coming back. The man living off one catch. Oh, oh get out of here! Tech. Okay, well, give me wait, a we, break. We got to move on to the. You're, you're like running down two of the best guys in the NFL. We got to move on, but I'm just telling you. Wait, wait, you, Saquon Barkley is one of the best guys in the NFL. Is that what you're trying yes, to tell he's me? Be a top twenty player in the league this year. Dude, mark it down. Okay. Mark it down. Dude, I marked I marked down you telling me last year how Terrell Pryor was gonna have ten touchdowns and a thousand yards. Yeah, I'm I missed okay. on I that. Marked one. That, down. that was a gamble <laughs> though. This is a dead this guy's a Hall of Famer day one. But 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 okay. the point, the reason we brought it up is because I'm done with the Grifka excuses. I'm done with the oh poor us. Oh, we just can't win any of the big teams. <laughs> we might lose in Dallas, but it's not gonna be because of that. And this next okay. team is one of your other favorites where you – whenever we can't beat them, it's, there's some excuse. But we're coming home against the Packers. I'm going to elaborate on this one here in a minute, but I'll pass it to you. Grifka, what are we going to do against the Packers at home coming off two losses? This is going to be one of those games where the Packers have a good um, – they have a really good defensive line. And their linebackers they, – they, I mean, they have Clay Matthews who's getting a little long in the tooth. But, they, I mean, their other, their other linebackers, they're, they're pretty decent. They are. But, once again, this is another one where they have, they're going to have two rookie corners out there. And, yeah, they're going to have all their work. And they'll probably – those rookie corners are going to probably see a lot of time in the preseason just to, you know, get their feet, you know, get their feet wet. You know, really get, get – try to hit that stride of pro football. And, they're, you know, people are going to try to probably pick on them the first four weeks. But, once again, they're at home. And Detroit throws the ball pretty well. And I know one of those things that when you're a throwing team, you got to throw the ball. I mean, yeah, I know you want to try to establish a run and, you know, equal it out and, you know, save your quarterback. But this is one of those games I think Detroit's going to need to pass the ball on those rookie cornerbacks, you know, to, to win the game. Now I know Aaron Rodgers is back for their offense. And once again, I, I'm not for sure who Green Bay's running back will be. They, for some odd reason, they always just seem to find some guy. You know, it's just – you know, okay, this guy was a wide receiver, and they moved him back to running back. Okay, you know, this guy was selling hot dogs, and they got hurt, so they threw him on the roster, and this guy's running the ball all, well all of a sudden. And, yeah, they got Jimmy Graham in at tight end, so that'll be you know, that'll be a one guy they really, really need to focus on. And, and I know they let Jordy Nelson go, and but, you know, they still have some decent wide receivers. Me, I got this game as a win, but it's going to have to be a shootout. It's going to have to probably be one of those 45-42 games is what it'll have to be. This one's not going to be one of your 24, 21 games or, you know, 2017. This one, this one's going to have to be a shootout. So I, I penciled this one in as a win for the Packers. All right. Can I go now? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. No, I, I, I totally, <laughs> I, I'm kidding with you. I, I'm actually with you on a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of your stuff there with the Packers. Um, you know, what's crazy about this podcast is we're going to end up having it exactly the same, maybe for some different reasons, but um, I'm definitely chalking this Packer game up as a win at home. We've sort of had their number recently. Um, I, I like what you said when you're thinking both well, a shootout, like 
I'm expecting high scoring as well, but I'm also expecting like us to really have a lot of bravado, even though we lost two games about, Hey, this is our house green Bay. You don't come in and you don't just think you run this division still. Um, we got something to say about it. Now I did hear a report today that I did love their two draft picks at corner and they took a corner last year. So they got some real nasty, uh, good DBs on the outside as well as their quarterback. And you, you brought up their running game. Like to me, they did what's smart, man. They, they loaded up on all these running backs that are young and that have different skill sets and they can just bring them in and out and run, rotate them. Like, I think they're going to be tough there too. Um, But for some reason, again, I just see us taking care of home against green Bay and then dealing with them in December, maybe another issue, but we'll get to that on the next uh, podcast. So, I'm going to chalk it up as a victory, a big victory, going into the bye week at three wins, two losses, beating the Packers, having some mo, feeling good about ourselves, even though we did take two tough losses there um, against the Patriots in Dallas. Um, but three and two head into the bye week uh, as a realistic view. Um, to me, is both reasonable, is doable, and is what I think will happen. And, uh, man, I hope they just come off that, that bye and then do some damage because you know in the NFL it's always about, you know, the quarters of the seasons or even uh, two halves, and that's what you do before your bye and how do you come out of the gate after and towards the end of the season, which I'd really love to see the Lions finish this season strong and and ready. And uh, I think me and Hughes set the bar last podcast that uh making the playoffs isn't enough um winning at least one home postseason game is is definitely the goal and we said why not a whole lot more than that because I feel like we feel like we got to creep along and I feel like part of this review of the schedule is going to be setting the bar high and saying like where are we going to be at the end and and don't just set it so low that oh hopefully we get in or hopefully win a playoff game like why couldn't we be in the big game why couldn't we do some damage so that's what that's what i'm saying uh in in the bigger picture of things but um grifka we've got them both at three and two any uh parting words as we close up shop here on this kool-aid cast yeah i guess looking at the schedule i mean realistically i mean we're we're both going three and two seems very very attainable I mean, best case scenario, I mean, yeah, 5-0. and oh. I mean, really? They got two of their tough games at home. And um, 49ers, once again, I believe are very beatable. And once again, going on the road to Dallas, I believe that team is very beatable. I mean, I, I don't think they're as good as everybody thinks they are. But, I mean, could they be 5-0? and oh? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, worst case scenario, I mean, going back out to the West Coast, the 49ers, where the Detroit and, like, a lot of East Coast teams historically don't play that well. I mean, tough game at home against the Patriots. Once again, going to Dallas, you know, another game that's, you know, on the road and home home against the Packers. I mean, Packers would be a decent team, so they could be one and four. I mean, would I be happy with one and four? No, but uh, I don't think a lot of fans would be, and they'd start to, like, wonder really what, what's going on. But um, three and two, three and two sounds real, very realistic for, for this team right now. All right. Well, sounds good. You just ran the gamut, Grifka. Uh, explained it out if we're 0-5 or 5-0. and 0. So uh, that's a way to, to put in a button on it. And like you said, I hope you're with me where we can get into another day of setting that, by, that bar really high for this team because we've been dying for a home game in Ford Field, and I feel like it's time to really set it at that and get it done. So, um, you know, starting off at 3-2, and two, I think it's still doable, but 
Um, I want that home game at Ford Field and that, that playoff victory and a lot more. So hopefully we'll get that and uh, stay strong to your predictions, Grifko. Uh, and uh, like you say, if they can win one or two more of those games heading into the bye, it'll be all the better. So looking forward to it. Um, Kool-Aid cast will catch everybody next week for uh, heading in uh, on the road, heading down to Miami head to play the Dolphins. And uh, we'll catch you through each of those games, lots of big division games and things heading up. So um, when we come to you next, we'll be talking about the rest of the schedule and probably a whole lot more. Take it easy, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Drink it in, man.